Today we end up a series called Connected, Our Life in the Church, what it means to be a church member. We are connected in Christ uh, through the cross, and we are connected in Christ through giving. We're connected in Christ through service and worship. But as we end today, we will see that we are also connected in prayer. And Brother Stan actually read that scripture today that will be our focus. It's uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And if you are physically able, I will ask if you will at this time to stand with us as we honor God's word and the reading of it. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. May God bless the reading of his word today. You may be seated. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said these words, No man can do me a truer kindness in this world than to pray for me. After now about to complete 15 years as your pastor here, I would say, and I would echo those words of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, you can do me no truer kindness in this world than to pray for me. Just in the last couple of weeks, I have received cards from some of you all letting me know uh, that you are praying for me. Others text, emails. I, I cannot say enough how much I covet and appreciate and long for those prayers and how those simple contacts by writing a letter or sending a text or a call encourage my heart in so many ways. Prayer truly is a beautiful gift from God and His people are to be devoted to prayer. We're to be people of prayer, devoted to prayer, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, keeping alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. You see, beloved, prayer is our spiritual life. It's our life. It's like breathing is to the body, is like prayer to the Christian and prayer to the church. See, a Christian that does not pray is not a Christian. That might shock you. And some of you seemed afraid to amen that. I'm going to say it again. A Christian that does not pray is not a Christian. Because that's what we were saved for, to commune and to know our God. The Holy Spirit leads us to have spiritual life and to pray at all times in the Spirit with all perseverance for all the saints. Let's pray. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would take the seed of your word today and help us, Lord, with the Holy Spirit to make our hearts fertile soil, good soil, to receive this seed today and to bring fruit in our lives from it for your glory and honor. In Christ's name, amen. 
When we come to verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, we can never, ever separate verse 18 from verses 10 through 17. Or for that fact, we can't separate verse 18 from the rest of this letter to the Christians in these churches in Ephesus. As we have explained, all of the sermons from this series of Connected have come from Ephesians. Uh, Just to remind you, the first three chapters of this letter deal with all that God has done for us through Christ. And then the last three chapters, three through six, have to deal with our response, our relationship, and our life of faith because of all that God has done for us through Christ and brought us salvation. We treat the Bible like we do no other book, uh, and that's what I'm saying is is not in a good way. We will separate verses and build a whole uh, thought process off one verse, but we would not do that with Shakespeare or with Edgar Allan Poe. We would take the whole story and we'd have book clubs and we'd remember and talk about the characters. But many times we'll take one verse out and, and separate it from its context and there comes many heresies and improper dealings with theology. We can't separate verse 18 from beginning in verse 10. In beginning in verse 10, Paul writes, Finally, I'm closing the letter, and because of all that I've said, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, comma, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To the end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. The armor of God is Jesus Christ. We put on Christ. And here, verse 18 is not separated from 10 through 17. And we pray because Paul's saying we're at war. We must pray. It is our life. It's like breathing. And we must pray. We must pray in the spirit of truth. We must pray with all perseverance for all the saints because we're at war in this life. We're in war for our faith. We're in war with our, for our families. We're at war with Satan for the church. We're at war between right and wrong, wisdom and foolishness, purity and corruption, good and evil, light and darkness. Beloved, there is a spiritual war going on about us and within us, 
and among us and to defeat and come out victorious, we must pray. If we're going to be fruitful and successful and full of joy, where our feet are right now, it will come through prayer. If we do not fight with prayer, we do not win. Let me say that again. If we do not fight with prayer, we do not win in the walk that God has placed before us. We must fight, and we must fight above all things with prayer. And he tells us how we are to pray. We're to pray at all times. Beloved, it is good to set those times aside for public prayer like we do on Wednesday night prayer meetings. Those are very important to the life and health of a church. We pray before meals many times. We pray tucking our children in at night. But Paul says you got to be in a spirit of prayer at all times. One of the greatest treasures that I have as a pastor is when you do message me, call me, text me, and say, Pastor Allen, will you pray for me? Will you pray for so-and-so? Will you pray for this situation? What a joy that is to me that you trust me to share with me your need in life and allow me the gift of praying for you. We must be prayerful at all times. That doesn't always happen uh, when we're in here on Wednesday nights or when we come uh, to assemble for other services. I might be driving at times. I might be at home studying, preparing. I might be at a ball game, but I read that text when I see it or receive that call, and there's a spirit of prayer. No matter what's going on around me, I begin to talk to the Lord on your behalf. We must have a spirit of readiness to pray at all times in our life. We're always walking and communing with the Lord wherever we are, praying at all times because we need the presence of the Lord at all times. And we are to pray in the Spirit. Now this little verse, uh, as many have done, they've taken verse 18 aside, and then uh, that when you disconnect it from verse 17, you get misuse of verse 18. And so many people have said, Christians, well-meaning, and have said, uh, well, praying in the Spirit means talking in tongues, praying in tongues. I want to clarify that. If you're going to argue about praying in tongues, you're going to have to use a different verse than this. That is a great stretch to say that Paul is speaking of praying in tongues when he says praying at all times in the Spirit. You see, he clarifies what he means by that in verse 17. He clarifies it very much what it means. He says the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. We pray in truth, the truth of God's Word. What we hear, what we learn, what we know about God, that's praying in the Spirit, beloved. We are always 
so thrilled, and J.D. and I were talking Wednesday night, and I, and I know you're not supposed to do this and say, you know, that was a beautiful prayer, and, and we don't pray to, to make pretty prayers for everybody else, but we pray because it's warfare, and we're opening up the heavens to rain upon us. But J.D. and I, were it's always a blessing to hear Miss Emmanuel pray, isn't it? And the reason for that is, is because it's the word of truth pouring out in our language that we hear. It's beautiful. It's precious. When you hear someone not just praying cliches, but praying the truth. That's praying in the Spirit above all things. And he tells us that. The sword of the Spirit. That's our weapon. And he says, which is the Word of God. What God has revealed. What God has spoken. What we read. What we hear. What we know. We pray at all times and we pray in the truth that we have learned and how it has been revealed to us through God's Word and the Spirit. We pray at all times, we pray in the Spirit, but we also pray with perseverance and for all believers in Christ. We persevere. Prayer is not always easy. I do not always feel like praying. There are other things I want to do at times. And those are the times in the most situation that I need to drop to my knees and humble myself before Almighty God and pray and go to war. Because God is working through our prayers. There are many things at stake. We must pray with perseverance in our life. He says pray for making supplications or interceding for all the saints, for those beside you. This is what it means to be a member of the church. Not just coming and sitting and enjoying an hour of hopefully some inspiring uh, entertainment. What it means to be a church member as we're serving together, we're learning together, we're growing together. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we're connected together and we're praying with and for each other. That's what it means to be a part, a working member of the body of Christ. We're praying for all the saints. Even those, and especially those, that get on our nerves. That's one of the fastest ways and greatest ways to be broken in your pride and be freed from bitterness is to pray for your enemies. To pray for those that oppose you because we are commanded to. Because Jesus Christ gave us this example. To pray for your brothers and sisters. To look around. One thing that I've started doing is in the last couple of years is when I'm sitting in the office at at home especially, that I just close my eyes and, and I'm meditating. And what I'm meditating on is you in the pews. And my mind is scrolling through where you're sitting. Some of you that sit in different places probably aren't getting prayed for. I don't know where you're at. But I picture in my mind you here in these pews and I pray for you as the Spirit brings you to my mind. As Spurgeon said, no man can do me a truer kindness in this world than pray for me. I echo that. I pray for me and I pray for you because we are at war in this present age. Living the Christian life and growing the church has always been war because it is contrary to the world 
and to the prince of this world, Satan himself. But we must pray with all perseverance for all the believers in Christ. Pray for them. Why do we do this? Because we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're called to love them. Secondly, because we want what's best for them and the church. That's why we pray for believers, all the saints, men and women, around here in our, here in our sanctuary, but also in other sanctuaries around the world where the church is going on, of the red and yellow, black and white, of every tribe, tongue, and nation. We're praying for them. We're praying for the missionaries on the field, sharing the gospel in hostile environments. Praying for them with all perseverance. Praying for people like the Gideons. Praying for those taking shoeboxes around the world. Pray for those collecting shoeboxes. Many other ministries were praying for all the saints and their labor and their work. We pray because we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray because we want what's best for them and for the church. And we pray because we believe that we belong to a God that has no limits in how He provides for His children. And beloved, if we don't love, if we don't want what's best for the church, if we don't believe in the power of God's provision then most likely we're not praying and our hearts are hardened and we're not a victorious and joyful people. Oh, beloved, how Satan is attacking our faith, our nation, the church, our families. How he's mixing up in the minds of all people what is right and wrong, what is foolishness and wisdom, what is purity and corruption, what is good and evil, what is light and what is darkness. How we've come to a place of all these things being blurred and mixed together. We are at war. It's not flesh and blood we're wrestling against, but it's Evil rulers and authorities, Satan, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness that we live in, against the spiritual forces of evil surrounding us. We need prayer to win this. We need to put on the armor, and the armor is Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul's saying. Put on Christ, stand firm, and pray. Pray. And then he said, as Brother Stan also read earlier in our service, pray for me. I'm always humbled by that. That here the great and mighty prophet, here the great and mighty apostle said, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me as I fight the battle? as I suffer the cost, as I'm in prison, as I'm beaten, as I'm shipwrecked, as I'm opposed, will you pray for me and will you pray that the Word of God will go forth and that souls will be saved? Beloved, this is what it means to be a member of the church.
We worship together. We serve together. We learn together. We grow together. We pray together.